Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. What is up, Sean Dizzle? A lot, man. We uh, Dude, it's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, I was just gonna say we haven't we haven't recorded in a while because we had some in the queue, which is always good. But then we always do the opposite and find ourselves in the situation <laughs> where we have none in the queue. Yeah, yeah. It's like what they call a meat crisis. You got to go hunting right away you need some meat we need to just record stack up again it's time so So, what's good man anything new yeah we got a new knife set and i sliced my finger open using it the other day that was fun at least they're sharp so sharp that when you pull it out of the block it sharpens when it comes out of the block. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Pretty pricey. So, do you ever have to replace the, uh, what is it called, a seethe? A seethe? Thing. It's just a knife block. Yeah. Well, yeah, do you have to uh, replace that so that, I mean, eventually, it's not going to sharpen anymore, right? I don't know. First off, I'd I know imagine. I'm weird because that's where my brain goes on this really cool thing that you want to like talk about and celebrate having, and I'm all <laughs> I'm like breaking. When it is down. it going to fail? <laughs> <laughs> when is it? When is it going to stop working yeah, for that's you? That's cool. That's what I want to know right now. How long does that thing last? <laughs> Probably not that long. It's not that cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, bro. No, no. That's, it's, uh, that's I mean, cool. Yeah, sure. I'm legitimate concern, I guess. If I died um, right now, I would go to hell because I am coveting in my heart against your self-sharpening knife block. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, I can't even tell you the name of it. It's a very popular name for a knife set. I think it starts with a Q. I don't know. All I know is that it works. It's sharp, and I'm happy with it. I finally get a chance to cut tomatoes without squishing the tomatoes mm, you know what i'm saying i do and you get a shitty knife that doesn't go through all the you know all the way it slips then you just get like tomato juice all over your counter everywhere just because you want to get a slice and you just like, want one slice so you can put on top of a burger and you can't do it can't even you use just the tomato the, anymore because yeah it's just a pile yeah. of crap yeah only thing worse than that is back in the day having wonder bread and uh and you toast your bread up oh uh, you don't toast your bread up you try to you want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you got that government peanut butter comes in that big tub <laughs> that's like thick as thick as glue you try to spread it and then you just dismantle your bread oh yeah and <laughs> so so your jelly is spread nice and even and clean, but then the the other side is just wrecked. Yeah, 
You know, since we're talking about PB, I don't know where my mind just went there. PB and J's. My mom used to do this thing where she would put the peanut butter and the jelly in like a coffee mug or something, and then she would stir it up. Really? And then she would apply that to the bread. And sometimes Uh, I find myself, I guess, wanting to feel like a kid again. And I'll do it. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of an ingenious thing. It's kind of gross as well. Why is it gross? You do it's the same it's not gross. How can it be gross? You eat PB and J, don't you? It's gross because peanut butter needs to stay out. It doesn't need to be refrigerated, but jelly does. So if you're mixing your jelly inside your peanut butter, then you're not refrigerating your jelly. Well, no, you're you're looking far away into what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, mom, I want a PB and J. So she takes a scoop of peanut butter into a coffee thing, coffee mug, and then a scoop uh, of jelly, and that's the only part she mixes. It's not like, uh, hey, buy that <laughs> big thing of peanut butter and that big thing of jelly, and then we're gonna get our own <laughs> jar and we're just gonna refrigerate the whole thing together. It's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what though regardless Jiffy we're not sponsored by Jeff by the way but Jeff they they make their own could be peanut butter and jelly mix Jeff where you at I know man throw homeboy a bone huh yeah I've never had it personally but I've had the kind this- where you squeeze it out hmm like ketchup yeah, and mustard. You know, it's you're squeezing out jelly. It's whatever. Yeah. However that's supposed to work. But yeah, how do we get there? Uh, oh the knife awesome set. Awesome knife set that self sharpens. Yeah. It's pretty badass. So Which I still am curious about the longevity of the sharpening, but you know <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to let me know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe it evolved. I don't know. It's a lifetime warranty on it. So if it, you know, I just take it back to the store at that point. So then, so I guess essence, the answer is forever. Yeah, it never dulls ever. Yeah, it's never going to dull. It's going to be sharp forever. America. America. Speaking of What's America, unless mm. you want to chit chat some more, or do you want to just get into Chit-chat. some stuff? I. I feel like I haven't talked to you in three weeks, but I know it's been less than All that. All right, speak to me, bro. I'm here. I want to listen to you. Oh, I was going to get into like some uh, stuff in the news, but... Oh, no. I, I No, I'm asking you what's new in your life. Oh, well, we, uh, me and the wife, Brooke Elizabeth Photography. You can find us yeah. at brookelizabeth.photo on the World Wide Web's. <laughs> We uh, shot a wedding, and uh, we did photos on this time, and it was a cool, a cool locale, bro. Like it was this yeah. big red barn, and that's literally what the venue's called, the big red barn. I bet it is. Yeah, and it's out in these woods on a lake. They had a little pond and cabin and all this stuff. It was really cool. Um, but you know, it's August. And it's hot, and there's bugs, and we're in the woods. And the majority of 
the photos we took were obviously outside and um dude it was it was hot I believe which it. honestly it could have been hotter so i'm bitching and moaning <laughs> but it could have been worse but dude yeah. we were like attacked by sweat bees and mosquitoes and gnats sweat bees what's a sweat bee a sweat bee it's like a they're like you know this big they're like i don't know they could fit inside a penny like that's how small they are and oh boy they're, they're kind of like heard of a fucking sweat <laughs> dude, dude google it are you gonna make me google right now i'm googling it. they kind of like just what swarm around you like bee? gnats and then they'll land on you know. and i don't know if they bite <clears throat> um i never really allow them to let me bite me if they do but they're just annoying man and <clears throat> so the whole gnat analogy like that's that's the annoying part right there it is. It's literally a real thing. I'm thinking like it's some uh, southern bumpkin type of deal. Nah, man, it's real. Realer Holy than crap. Bigfoot. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, despite all that, we had a we had a blast. Uh, we we knew Shut the, up, the pe- <laughs> we knew the people and. Uh, we had shot their engagement photos and stuff like that, and it was fun. They're super cool, super laid back, and uh, yeah, it was oh. a, it was a great day. What? No, that's really cool, and I'm listening to you, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to what you're saying because I can appreciate it. I'm happy that you guys are doing the whole wedding photo. Well, thing, I was only saying it, it because I, it kicked my freaking ass, dude. Like. Right. Yeah, you're in a lot of pain like as a result. I feel like someone beat the shit out of me, and then saw me laying there lifeless, and was like, "Well, a few hits more won't matter." And just, huh. dude, I'm I'm dead still, you know. Yeah. I don't know if it was the heat. I don't know if it was the sweat bees being annoying. And then you can't take your ass to bed when you finally do get home. No, Brooke can. Brooke was like, "I'm going to bed." And I'm like, I can't yeah. go to bed. I gotta wind down. <laughs> I gotta exactly cool off. I gotta sit here right. and try to feel my feet again. Or text text me at eleven thirty at night and say, Hey, you wanna go outside and get a cigar? <laughs> <laughs> no shame, bro. No shame at all. So check this out. Sweat bees are attracted to human sweat. Did you know that? Yeah. Why do you think they're called sweat bees? <laughs> I'm just joking. No, so, um, but did you know that it's only the female bees? I didn't know that. So, and when they sting you, their stinger continues to pump venom until you pull it out. Didn't know that either. So you can just, like, be getting just, like, tons of pain in a certain area, thinking, like, yeah, you just swatted the stupid bee away. That joker can still be attached to your arm and just pumping pain. That sucks. Yeah, luckily we weren't stung. Bitches be cray. Them bitches little bees, dude. And bee bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm surprised you've never, so, maybe you don't have in Michigan. 
I, I don't know. I've never heard of this before. I wonder if they you only know? live in like certain, I don't want to say environments, but I guess environment. Hmm. So, uh, so apparently only honeybees, when they sting you and their stinger comes off, they die. Every other bee, they're okay. They're still alive. <laughs> it's just still stinging you hmm. and just pumping you full of venom. And that's really, really messed up. Sounds like hell. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm glad you guys didn't get stung. Yeah, for sure. We did have um, our little Dodge Hound slash Blue Healer mix, which is super weird, but he's, oh my God, super cat. He's all right. <clears throat> he, uh, he had a tick in his ear the other day. No way. And I don't even know how Brooke found it. But she's like, hey, come look at this thing. What is it? And I was like, I don't know. She's like, well, pull. That is so, weird that she found it. So I pull it out, and sure enough, it's a tick. And like, yeah. I don't know, man. I just. Ticks are crazy to me. Because you can't just drown them or squish them. You got to burn them, you know? Yeah. Which is cool. Sometimes. But, man, ticks are. Ticks are shitty little things (laughs) they're douches yeah well the the biggest thing is Lyme disease right yeah so I mean it's like people that get Lyme disease from these stupid ticks and like they get paralyzed you know they can go into comas like all types of shit you know anaphylaxic shock Uh, they're, they're a big deal dude and they're in the country where you live (laughs) <laughs> yep everywhere you you probably got a dozen of them on them on you when you cut the grass well that's the thing is like so you've seen our house now like we have this massive tree in our front yard which is awesome for shade yes but it's also like just like we live in the amazon forest most of the time because yeah. there's just bugs dude like bugs yeah. all the time every bug wants you freaking bugs which speaking of which Mm -hmm. the cicadas are finally having sex and they're dying because i'll i keep finding their carcasses falling from the tree yeah but dude every time i go outside and take hans out i'm just like should i be wearing like a fishnet on my whole body or like i don't (laughs) want to get a tick you know what i mean like because you never know when you have them Uh, you can't feel them sure I don't like, like, same thing with mosquitoes. You never feel them until it's too late and you've already been bit and now you're going to itch for 15 minutes. I know. Which I'm glad I was kind of impressing my wife the other day with some mosquito facts. Mosquito facts? Wait, you were impressing her? Yeah. Oh boy. Like, did you know a mosquito lives to suck blood? lay eggs, and die. So, when a mosquito bites you, it literally goes and lays lays eggs and then dies. Like, it's over. That was your life. So, from your (laughs) one little blood suck, you've just created fucking however many more mosquitoes. But anyway, the fact that, like, you, you can't feel them on you, it's just creepy. You know what I mean? Like, talk about invasion of privacy, bro. 
<laughs> what's that an invasion of privacy i don't know i got a bubble don't touch me you know what i mean like don't come near me and if you do like i want to know about it if you're gonna suck my blood you're taking something of mine like come on man i don't even know you were there and now i have to live with the itching freaking annoying pain of the fact that you came and took my blood from me without me knowing or feeling it thanks bro oh and now you're gonna lay like 15 or however many eggs and create more great why did god create mosquitoes that's all i'm saying what is their importance in life to spread disease be annoying dude you're nuts i hate mosquitoes not, so much not so sure why you're why you're ascribing human traits to things such as mosquitoes i guess because it's entertaining <laughs> i did find out though the number one scent that a mosquito absolutely hates and will run away from every single time is lavender really so you know what i did what i went to the wally world i bought some cheap ass lavender oil i put in a spray bottle with water i shook it and i went ham on my front yard and my porch bro it smells like we got a lavender farm (laughs) (laughs) that's actually pretty cool because when you were here i I was spraying peppermint and i felt like it was attracting them well who doesn't love the smell of something sweet right you know, I mean, I got to tell you, if I was a mosquito, if I had to choose between a peppermint and a lavender, I'd probably choose a peppermint to uh, to attract me. Might get my juices going and might get me in the mood for some loving. You know what I'm saying? Lavender, not so much. Unless I was a female mosquito and then the roles might be reversed. I don't know. <laughs> secret time. We're just getting drunk and telling secrets. Oh, you left me hanging on that one. Huh? I had you, to. You weren't even gonna. I had to. <laughs> you weren't even gonna help me out with nope. that one. Uh, Some things you just can't help with. That was one of them. All right. Yeah, if I was a male mosquito, I'd probably like peppermint. But if it was a female, I'd probably like lavender. <laughs> nice warm bath every night. A little, rose petals. A little bit of a foot rubbing. A little bit of sweat. You want to get you me know? in the bed? Bring me some chocolates. Dark chocolate. Okay. <laughs> we'll suck your blood all night. Don't you worry about it. You won't even know what hit you until the next morning. Boy, that sounded really fruity. All right. Anyway, meanwhile. Back at the ranch. Speaking of the ranch, I saw the newest Quentin Tarantino film the other day. I have not, so don't spoil it. I won't. But what was it? It's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm, that's right. I've seen that preview. And <clears throat> It looks stupid. Well, it's a Quentin Tarantino film, bro. Like, I, You watch your next word, sir. I can't go wrong with a Quentin film. <laughs> What do you mean watch my words listen a lot of people don't like quentin tarantino yeah that's because a lot of people like the new lion king and the woman ghostbusters and the fucking <laughs> bullshit they put in theaters 
I want to see Fifty Shades of Grey. Just go watch porn. That's what you want. Like, what do you you want to watch? Smut films. It's called fucking porn, and it makes massive amounts of money. Go watch it. Like, don't make. Why? Why make that movie? That's a dumb movie. Wow. Yeah. It was a book first. There. Stupid. You want to see an actual film with like Mm -hmm. building character bios and like telling a story and attention to detail and the Mm -hmm. the uh, blood and gore and death. What am I trying to say? The contrast of like sweet, innocent, fun, loving, and then just fucking treachery and blood and like violent anger. Like, yeah, that's a movie, man. Tell me a story and do it well. I want you to tell me a story well. That's what Quentin does. You know what I'm saying? QTB doing big things, bro. <laughs> I, I, I totally, totally agree with you. Um, and I'm glad that you said it. Again, my wife just saw Pulp Fiction for the first time. Yeah. So... Uh, well, listen, I was a late bloomer, okay? It's not like I was friggin' indoctrinated into Quentin Tarantino when I was, like, 15 or anything. Well. But ever since I saw my first Quentin film, which... <clears throat> was it Desperado? No, I think it was Pulp Fiction. And then from there, I got curious really? and watched Reservoir Dogs, which is another great one, and went down the line. Yeah. I haven't seen them all. Um, there's one called Four Rooms. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. I have not seen every one of them. Actually, like this last film was his tenth one, right? Uh, Google. Yeah, I don't know that he's that he's like directed or that he's been in because I don't know. No, that he's directed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not that much of a Quentin head. So just, you got really so the latest one, obviously, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You got Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, which was absolutely out of this world. Yep. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, classic. Kill Bill. Did you see that? Yeah. I, okay. I don't know. Oh my God! Volume one and Volume two were absolute amazing to me. I should probably so. rewatch them because. Yeah. They're my least favorite of his that I've personally seen. Really? My least favorite is Django. So he also what? did the Hateful Why? Eight. Don't just skip over that. Jackie Brown. Why um, is Django your I least did, favorite? Because of the race shit? I don't like I I don't like all the racial shit, man. I can't I can't handle it, bro. Yeah. I just personally can't handle it. I think I saw something about um Oh, who played the uh Oh my Dude, god. I, He's like stupid famous and I feel like an idiot. Was it Brad Pitt? No. Hmm. It's the guy from uh Oh, I'm an idiot. I sound like a fool right now. Shutter Island. Oh, um Shutter Island is um uh, Leonardo yes, DiCaprio. DiCaprio. I think yeah. I saw him talking about like when he when he first got on the set, he was like, "It's just super uncomfortable for me to say the n word like this. <laughs> like it's just so weird, that, you know." 
Dude, his number one film, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is, you would know it, the obvious one, Pulp Fiction. Voted number one film of his. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Of his, yeah. And Reservoir Dogs is number two. But my absolute favorite film of his is actually um, the one with Antonio Banderas. Uh, Desperado. So that's Desperado is how I actually got introduced to um, Quentin Tarantino. Nice. Yeah, and I freaking love him for it because I probably watched that film when it first came out. I I don't know. I I would I would come home from school and just sit there and watch that fucking movie on repeat um, well, so. to your point about why you don't like Django yeah it's kind of like that's a big part of the reason why I do like Quentin's films is because he makes you feel uncomfortable like he affects the way you feel and he, he takes on these topics yeah. that no one else has the balls or you know they're willing to like make a movie out of that's interesting and makes you think and also has like this awesome plot and story and character arcs and like mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a masterpiece man i feel um i i i agree with you i think that um the best part of his films is that he affects you in that way which makes it a good film. I just don't like all of that racial shit. Yeah. Personally, it just, you know, I, well, I, mean, I, I got to deal like with it every it day. It's not like, ooh, you know, I, yay. I got to live that shit, you know, I got to live that shit where I, you know, I, I, and I've talked about it over and over again, you know, with people just, it's not, it's not fun when you're actually dealing with it in person. So if I got to deal with it in real life, I damn sure don't want to watch it on TV. But that being said, it was a really good movie. It was very well done, and everybody played their part perfectly. It just, uh, you know. Well, and I realize I'm a white guy saying this. Sure. But I think that's... Here's what I will say. For me watching it, that particular movie... Django as a white person and feeling uncomfortable when I'm hearing these words and like seeing how people were treated and all the things that make me feel uncomfortable about racism and slavery, you know? Yeah. From my point of view, like that's what makes it good. If that makes any sense, because we have, You know, we live in a society that we do where rappers call themselves the N-word and, you know, Eminem says the N-word and blah, blah, blah. And, like, in other movies, people call other, you know, people of African-American color, like, this word and that word. Like, you kind of don't know when it's socially acceptable because it only is if you're that color, which still, to me, (laughs) continues to be racist. It's just stupid racism against your own color. It, I'm yeah. saying this is a white guy, so I could be wrong, but like, you may be I right. I like the fact that 
a white guy can make a movie about something that's so uncomfortable and take you on that journey. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that, to me, is part of not the entertainment, because it's not so much entertaining as it is like you're in this story, you're in this era, you're in this development of a plot, and like that is the beauty of it. Because what movie yeah. that you've seen recently has something similar to that? Like, there's really the storylines. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this on the last podcast. It seems like Hollywood's running out of storylines because they got to keep remaking old shit. I agree. Yeah. But anyway. And yeah, and he doesn't have that problem, obviously. And as far as I'm concerned, he's he's one of the best directors there are. You know, he's a brilliant guy. Um, I just, you know, I just struggled with that movie. Um, yeah, but you know, Hey, neither here nor there. I still watched it and I still thought that the actors on there were brilliant. And, um, I mean, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Foxx, right? Oh yeah. You can't get much better than him. Speaking of race stuff, movie like man. that. And we just talked about us shooting a wedding. On the way to the wedding, uh, traveling through like rural southern Illinois, okay? So we're literally driving on this like road that is completely encompassed in corn and soybeans, all right? We're in farmland. And we turn down this one road, and there's this little house. In the in between some cornfields, and they're flying their flags proudly, bro. And I was like, I had to do a double take because I could not believe like people still fly this flag, but it was a Confederate flag, and right underneath that was Trump flag. And I was just like, What, Brooke? Did you see that? And she's like, What? I was like, the huge confederate flag with a trump flag underneath it and it floored me bro like i just i i mean i guess i should kind of expect it because of where we live but like i still just i don't know man it took me off guard and i was like seriously wow that's a little weird um but Dude, you know, I don't put anything past people anymore. I really don't. There's some people that just, you think one way and then they show you something different, dude. It it just happens. It just happens. People are messed up and that's why we need Jesus. Frankly. Um, I've never been one that's been a fan of that Confederate flag. Um... So I've I've also never really been a big fan of the uh the swastika. But did you know that the swastika didn't start <laughs> in Germany? Like they stole that symbol from the Indians? Really? Yeah. Look it up. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where they stole it from. What matters is what it became. <laughs> what it became. And that's exactly how I feel that's what about always be now. Yeah, like because it has the greater weight that cannot be unwritten. You better believe it. It cannot be unwritten. 
And that's how I feel about the, the Confederate flag. Like, you know, you can say whatever you want to say about its origins, but that's not what it became. And that's not what it's remembered for. So. Um, and it's funny that it's been written out of the history books. Um, that 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 swastika didn't originate in Germany because it didn't. Are you looking it up? Uh, yeah. I just want to say exactly. Well, I'm going to pause here because I got to pee super freaking bad while you're looking that up. You ready? <laughs> okay, that's fine. Three, two. Hey, on Church Podcast listeners, this is Michael on behalf of Sean and Pura Vita Bracelets. Hey, you've heard us talk about this company many times on the podcast. Not only do they make pretty cool bracelets, but they do a lot of good in the island communities. They started off in Costa Rica, they're in India, they're all over the world actually. And they're helping out a bunch of artisans that are these creators that are making these bracelets and really impacting uh, their community. Not only that, they give back to so many different charities. In fact, to date, they've donated over $1.75 million to a bunch of different charities all over the world. Hey, if you want to look good with some flashy bracelets and do some good at the same time, check out PuraVitaBracelets.com. That's P-U-R-A-V-I-D-A Bracelets.com. And check it out. When you use Sean's promo code, SeanLunt20, that's S-E-A-N-L-U-N-T-2-0, you'll get 20% off every purchase. So check it out, PuraVitaBracelets.com. You can look good, you can do some good. And hey, check it out, SeanLunt20, get 20% off of your order. Hey, let's get back to the show. All right, we're back. Um, so yeah, the the swastika started in India. It actually comes from a couple different, uh, but the 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 character that they draw for swastika is the same one that um, they used in in Germany and in Hinduism. It's a symbol with the arms pointing clockwise. And it symbolizes Surya, which is the sun, and prosperity and good luck. With the counterclockwise symbol, it's called Savastika, symbolizing night or tantric aspects of Kali. Whatever Kali is, I'm not about to do a deep dive on this, but... I heard this a long time ago, that the swastika actually originated in India, not in Germany. And it just proves my point about why I don't too much care for the um, the stupid confederate confederate flag call me un-American all you want just you know whatever well that's the thing you're not an un-American <clears throat> I mean it's a very racist uh, thing I feel like you know yeah and everyone, and whether that was its intent, like you're saying with the swastika, you know, 
no matter like whatever but like that's what it's been and that's what it is and that's what it will always be known for like you don't look at the confederate flag and think oh people who love each other and fought for their families no you think oh you're freaking racist because nine and a half point nine nine percent of the time people be representing that flag it's because they're white and they're racist so it's definitely not an un-american thing to not like it it's like i said i I, we drove by it and i was did double take and i was I, i just it stopped me for a second i was like what like that that's the flag you're gonna fly you don't got the american wow. flag on your pole you have the confederate flag and then the trump flag that's what you'd be wrapping up in here yeah that's rough and anyway bro. i don't want to spend any more time on it i just thought yeah holy shit that's crazy to me it is crazy <clears throat> and i uh, wish it would end i guess we can use that as a transition into america some stuff that's been going on recently man like what is going on yeah dude the shootings the killings it's a little bit over the top bro a little bit over the top um way over the top i would definitely agree and before we get into this i just want to preface with i pretty much know almost nothing about the details of any of these instances yeah um <clears throat> so if you want to shed some light you can then we can go from there yeah so i mean there's been a few well, i'm sure most people know but yeah the gilroy attack at that garlic festival which by the way time out how fun would it be to go to a garlic festival pretty shitty if you're a vampire <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't know. What do you do at um, a garlic festival? Pick garlic? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Eat garlic bread? Um, I'm down. I could smash yeah. some garlic bread. But they, you know, so they're they're calling this, the actually the last few shootings, they're calling uh, domestic terrorism. But that one, you know, it was two kids and a lady that got killed at the festival. And... You know, probably a lot of people got injured, and I don't know all the numbers, but, you know, they, once again, social media does the investigative reporting for, (laughs) you know, (laughs) for our law enforcement, and they find out, you know, he's got this hit list for religious organizations, and, you know, both uh, major parties you know, Democrats and Republicans. The dude's just got some, he had just, he literally just had it out for people. So, um, apparently they, they got to him pretty quickly, but, um, if I'm not getting the stories confused, basically he, uh, he, I think one report I read said that he killed himself after he got shot down by the cops, which doesn't make any sense to me because that report didn't come out until after the coroner examined the body. So, I don't know if I believe that, but that's one. And then the next one you were just telling me about, 
you were reading the article before we got started with the podcast. The one in Texas. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude ran into, uh, what was it, Walmart? Yeah. And just lit it up. Killed 22, injured 24 others. And um, Wikipedia is, uh, let's see here. If you were to Wikipedia 2019 El Paso shooting, it would tell you that a mass shooting occurred at a Walmart store in El Paso, Texas, United States, obviously, on the morning of August 3, which we're recording this on August 6th, so it was three days ago, uh, at the point of the recording, anyway. A lone gunman killed 22 people and injured 24 others. The FBI is investigating the shooting as an act of domestic terrorism and a possible hate crime. And I guess the shooter was named Patrick Wood. I'm going to butcher this, but Crucius? You said Wood. Wood. 21-year-old man. He was arrested after the shooting and was charged with capital murder. Yeah. And the police believe that the suspect published a white nationalist anti-immigrant manifesto on social media immediately before the attack, <clears throat> which I also think you can Google if you wanted to read that. But Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, what, here's my question. And there was one more in Dayton. Okay. What was that one? A kid. He was just fascinated with uh, with uh, mass shootings, according to his girlfriend. And so he just went on a shooting spree. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> Dude, here's my question. That was just Sunday. What? And this is probably, like, you can't answer it, and that's fine. But, like, what drives a person to grab a gun or some other weapon and say, you know what? Here's what I believe, and I'm going to go start killing people at random. Yeah. Like, what? What good does that do? You get famous for like three days and then people don't care about you anymore? Like, what did that do for your cause? Yeah. I mean, basically, you you end up getting your, your name written down on a list of assholes for the year. Or however they keep track of it, you know? So I mean, the way um, that... You know, news and technology is today. I, I would probably argue way less than a year. Well, and, and what I mean by that is just that they're not, you know, people aren't still rehashing the mass shootings and killings that we've had in 2018, right? It's a new year, and we've already had, you know, 50 something people die or whatever the number is. A couple hundred people die from mass shootings this year alone, and we just got past the halfway mark. 
So we're in the eighth month of the year. And, you know, you've already had so many people die from mass shootings this year alone. So, um, you try not to forget it, but um, it's the reality. I mean, so much so that, like, today at work, like you said, today is August 6th. So, today at Tata Motors, I get a text Our message motors from my, are my, the tits. <laughs> I get a t- I get a text message on my work phone and on my personal cell phone and an email cuz you bougie okay saying hey we're about to do a a um a practice run of this drill you know it's going to sound like it's very real and the city cops are actually going to be on hand and they're going to make this sound very real so just be warned. It's going to happen between 10:30 and 11. Act accordingly, you know. Like we literally have active shooter drills and we have, you know, fire drills and tornado drills and stuff like that, right? But out of all my years, you know, being at this company, it's just recently over the past couple of years that we started doing this active shooter drills. And having to get training on what to do in the event of an act, active shooter. And um, though it's good information, it's always important to be safe. And um, everybody wants to go home to their families. It's very um, disheartening that we even have to do this. Not to mention it like takes a half hour out of your day when you really need to get shit done. <laughs> it's pretty... It's pretty time consuming. A half an hour is quite a bit. Yeah. You know. Well, that's why I said like what <clears throat> and it you know, I don't think we can answer it because if we could, we'd probably be the ones doing the thing, but like what drives a person to just be like, you know, oh, oh for you, Michael. <clears throat> Excuse me. You work at Tata Motors. Tomorrow you're just like, "You know what? I've had enough of this shit. I'm sick of racism." I'm sick of fucking whatever you want to say. I'm going to go to work tomorrow, and I'm going to blow some motherfuckers up. Like, I'm done. And I'm going to write this note, and I'm going to tell them why, because I don't know if I'm going to die or not, but, like, I'm going to do something. Like, what what pushes Mm -hmm. someone? What gets someone to the point where they, like, they put legs on that, and they do that? I think a lot of it boils down to mental illness, honestly. I think it's a good place to start when trying to deduce the problem. You know, I know there's a lot of debate out there about, you know, um, having mental illness as part of the background check for, for you to be able to buy a gun. And I'm on that side that says... Well, we don't need any more gun laws. What we need to do is fix mental health reform, you know, or or fix the mental health industry is what we need to do. We need to help them out. Like somebody needs to be paying attention, like these organizations that that are the leaders in mental health, they need to be uplifted. And we probably should start paying attention to them, just like we do homeless shelters. You know what I'm saying? Screw homeless people. Like, well, that, that that's exactly what majority of the world says, right? That's exactly what they say. Um, 
And a lot of people that are homeless honestly, are mentally ill. They say it without even saying it. <clears throat> sure. Sure. You can't even look but at a homeless a l- person. Like, yeah. damn, dude. <laughs> you can't look at a person. Yeah. That's, that's crazy, you know? It's sad. You know, but the thing is, is like, you know, you, you can't ignore the fact that majority of a lot of people that are homeless, I don't know the numbers right off the top of my head, but a lot of people that are homeless are mentally ill, you know, yeah. schizophrenic, multiple personality, you know, borderline personality disorder. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are out there. And if we don't help, you know, and extend a hand to, to help people like that, that suffer from those diseases. I mean, it's a, it's an illness. It's a sickness. Like you, you, you got these doctors out there that have taken the Hippocratic oath, and it's just in recent years that mental health is starting to become more of a a mainstream ideal. Yeah. And I think a lot of freaking hipsters are just using it like, oh, I go to therapy, and that's like the cool thing to do. Yeah, I agree. With but that. there's you know, but there's people that actually really need it. Well, that's kind of like, <clears throat> you know, that's like with a lot of things. I mean, take uh, take WIC, for example. Public aid, right? Welfare. People who need yeah. assistance. Like, people who are, yo, I'm trying, but <clears throat> it, ain't, <laughs> it ain't working, and I need some help. Versus people who literally just live off of the system. Because they know how to. You know what I mean? Like, people yeah. always take advantage of things. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, I get that. My thing is, if you're ready to kind of go here. Sure, let's go. I want to talk about <clears throat> Christianity in America. And I want to talk about not just Christianity, but the body of Christ. And I'm air quoting for those, for everyone who can't see, which is everyone, Michael. Like the bride of Christ, right? I should have brought cookies down. This is going to be good. <laughs> I want a cookie. Like how <laughs> how does the bride? How does the church? Not the church that's in the four walls, the evangelical, massive, blah blah blah. We're hypocrites. Fuck you. Fuck that. Like none of that. Okay, I'm talking about actual. Believers in Jesus, people who read the Bible and say, yes, I get that. I want to love people because I love God and I love myself and I just want to be a good human. Okay, so none of the churchy bullshit with the lights and the freaking cameras and the, oh, dearly beloved, we gather here today. Take your communion, for God shall bless thee. Like, fuck all that shit, because that's all it is anymore. I'm saying Christians, like Christ followers, those who actively have a working relationship with the God and the Jesus who they believe in, which is in the Bible. Those are the people I'm saying. How do we react to this? Because we're doing a crappy job, and I'm lumping myself into this. Because I'm struggling with it, and I'm hoping that we can be two people who just have a conversation about it, and maybe that spurs on other conversations, and maybe certain mindsets to start 
helping the issue because this whole Christian thing in America is not working right now. It just isn't. Like, I, I was telling you in our pre-recording, like, if we literally are the bride of Christ and Christ is the groom, if we're going with that analogy because it's in the Bible, so we are, we are whoring ourselves out and we are blaspheming and causing distress and stress in general. Like, we are making a shit-fucking horrible... I think I just lost you. But I'm, I'm still here, going. actually. We're making a I'm horrible representation <laughs> of our groom, of our our Christ, of our God. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like, we are not representing our loved, our beloved. Like, we're not representing Christ. We're not re- representing God the way we should be at all. And I'm getting sick yeah. of it because we can talk about this or that. And, you know, should Christians curse? Should Christians drink? Should Christians have tattoos? Should Christians associate with non-Christians? Like grow the fuck yeah. up. You pieces of shit. Like people are dying. And the people that are killing the people that are dying are claiming our groom. Okay, they're, they're claiming Jesus. They're claiming our faith. So much so, on a national level, that when I tell myself, or not myself, but when I tell other people I'm a Christian, they view me as that fucking asshole who walked into Walmart and was like, fuck black people, uh, and the gays, you're all going to hell, and I'm going to help Christ. No, it needs to stop. I'm sick of it. Yeah. I shouldn't be this guy who like doesn't want to talk about my faith in a way that like people already view me as some piece of shit, hypocritical fucking asshole. Like I'm sick of it. What do we do? What's our response to this, man? You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm super passionate right now and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because like okay. these convert <laughs> Passion for the things we say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Drake? I hear you now. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, uh, yeah. what do we do? Because yeah. something needs to happen here. And I'm sick of the petty yeah. shit. Like, let's grow up and be fucking adults, okay? Yep, I said fucking adults. That's right. Jesus loves me. He loves you. I don't know why he loves us, but he does. Stop fucking being yeah. an arrogant, hypocritical, piece of shit human being who judges and just tarnishes, completely tarnishes the fucking message of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I think that's a good point. Sila, bitch. Sila. Oh. Uh, So we we turn we tarnish so quickly the 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 truth of the Bible by our own um, judgments uh, of what we think um, is right. You know we and I and as we've discussed before, I think it's really just a plot to boost ourselves up to make ourselves look holier or more well put together 
because we have this insecurity about ourselves and we need the validation of other people in order to make us feel worthy of our relationship with God. <laughs> and unfortunately, the truth of the matter is something that is hidden from the ears of most Christians because most pastors don't want to teach it properly. The truth is that our salvation and our validation is a result of faith and not works and not, you know, the expectations of people. It's based on who you believe God and Jesus to be and how you live that out in your life. Like, that's, that's it. It's like, Jesus died for you, for your sins, for everything that you've ever done, everything that you're doing, and everything that you will do. His blood was sufficient enough to cover it and to forgive us of it. And if you don't believe that, then I'm not sure that you're really saved. If you refuse to accept that as truth, I'm not sure that you're really saved. And I, I would never put a person in heaven or hell, but I know the way that I read the Bible. You know, it is to our benefit that we understand that our imperfections are swallowed up in the perfections of Christ. Say that again. Dude, I feel like getting satisfyingly <clears throat> Lay deep. Lay right it on now. me, bro. It's been too long, though. Yeah, I, I, the truth is, is that your imperfections are, are really swallowed up in the perfections of Christ. It is the fact that he has never sinned that qualifies him to be the propitiation, the sin sacrifice, the replacement for us and our sins. We were born in a, in a state that completely separates us from God. And Jesus was born in a state that complete that where he was completely connected to the Father. And his complete and utter purity, which we call holiness according to scripture, is sufficient enough to nullify our unholy our unholiness. It literally wipes it away. He says, though your skin though, though not your skin. <laughs> Though your sins be as scarlet. He says, I will wash them white as snow. You know, that's the prophecy concerning Jesus because of his perfection. Scarlet being like the darkest, deepest red that you can get. Blood red. He said, I'll wash you white as snow. That's his promise. And it's a result of faith. And so we sell ourselves short and when we judge one another or fight with one another about what's right and wrong and we lose sight of the fact that all of our wrongs have been taken care of and paid for the the penalty of that of those wrongs have been paid for by the death of one man Jesus Christ you know i tell you what i swear to god the more you understand God's grace and God's forgiveness and our utter depravity as human beings, the more we understand it, the the less we judge one another. 
I agree, man. <clears throat> and I think judgment is one of the biggest faults of uh, the overall viewing of Christianity in today's society in America. Like, seriously. Because, yeah, like, I, I've had conversations with, you know, what's Christianese it for a second, but non-believers, right? <laughs> I've had conversations yeah. with tons of people. A lot of them don't believe in the Bible. They say, yeah, fuck that. I mean, or they say, well, it could be Buddha, or it could be Allah, or it could be that tree. I mean, I don't know. How do you know? Can you prove yeah. it to me? You know, stuff like that. And, like, good people cast no judgment, or they try their hardest. You know what I mean? And Yeah, just by nature. When I, when I study the Bible, like the New Testament specifically, where Jesus is among men and society, and the things that are recorded, he never cast judgment. Like, he would always say, Hey, you got five husbands, a.k.a. in our language. Hey, you're sleeping with five guys right now. Well, yeah. It's all good. Follow yeah, me and I'll, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll wash your sin away. Like, you don't have to live that way. Like, let's go deeper than that because that's super shallow. And Here's bang. what I think Jesus she is bang. really saying. Hey. Your issue is not banging five guys at the same time. Your issue is you don't know what yeah. love is. Yeah. Let me show you what totally real love is. Dude, and you will that's good. You will Sean. never want five guys at the same time. Preach, preacher. Like I'm seriously <laughs> starting to cry right now because why is that yeah. not the message that people are saying? Holy yeah. fuck, man. Like, wake the fuck up. If you go to church, yeah. wake the fuck up. Okay? Read the Bible for yourself. Don't, don't listen to your pastor. Maybe he's great. Maybe your pastor's awesome. Maybe Jesus Christ himself sent your pastor into your life to affect your life. That is awesome. But don't take his word for anything. Know your own fucking faith. Read the Bible. Grab a commentary and ask Jesus, what are you saying in this? Like, it's so much yeah. deeper than what the Bible just literally says. And when you read the Bible for face value, you're an idiot. You just are. You're a fucking backwoods, stupid ass fucking little bitch because you can't read the Bible like that. The Bible was written 2,000 years ago. And you want to read it like it's going to do something to you today? No. Put on your thinking cap, little Christian soldier. Okay? Like, Paul talked about slavery back in the day because that was a thing in their culture. So, you think slavery should be a thing today because it was in the Bible then? Nope. You completely missed because you haven't studied the Word of God. Because you haven't studied what Jesus was teaching. To know that it's not about slavery. It's about treating right. people a certain way. That's the message that Christ was portraying. 
And so many pastors and teachers and preachers and evangelists and prophets and whatever the fuck name you think God gave you, you're fucking it all up because you're just taking whatever you can grab at, at face value and you don't do any work. And it shows because people hate you. People fucking hate Christians. Do the work and know your faith. That is a huge thing for me right now. I can't stand when I'm talking to a Christian person and I'm kind of challenged what they're thinking because I know they've not done any studying on for themselves. Well, it's just what the Bible says, so I believe it. No! Come at me with a fucking argument. Like, at least prove to me that you've thought about this more than five seconds of just reading it. Uh-huh. Like, I, I just, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Sure. Why is why is this a thing right now? And it's such a, a huge thing. It is huge. And here here's where I'm going to insert this. So I don't know if anyone listening follows Beth Moore. I don't really follow Beth Moore. Um, she's a preacher, teacher, evangelist, author, whatever, in the uh, evangelical realm. But a band I like, Johnny Swim, shout out. Find them on Insta, listen to the music, love them. Um, retweeted what uh, Beth Moore said in uh, correlation with some of the stuff that was going on, and it really spoke to me, and I want to share it. But she said, <clears throat> and her handle is at Beth Moore LPM on Twitter, if you want to check her out. But she says, any air quotes Christ that can be invoked in support of white nationalism is a false Christ of the highest most hellish order, an antichrist, a wholly opposite Christ. No such Christ is the Christ of Jesus, Scripture, who taught his followers a love that sacrifices life and limb for others. And that was her tweet. Hmm. Like, sit on that for a minute. And spend. Now, I I don't follow Beth Moore. I don't support her. I don't back her because I don't really know exactly what she stands for. But that tweet is so timely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm amped up right now, bro, because I'm so fucking sick of these pussy ass fucking little Christian wannabes walking around quoting their scripture because their pastor said it on Sunday morning. Ooh, and they got the feels. And they can insta it and they can quote it on Facebook and feel like they did something good. And then you go and you fucking <laughs> hate people. And you don't know what the scripture yeah. really says. And you take it at face value and you don't you, you don't know what Christ was saying. Like fuck you. You know what? Fuck you. It's on you. It's not on Christ. It's not on me. Because I do my research and I want to know what the Bible means. And I put my thinking cap on and put it in today's society. Love people. God damn it. Love fucking people. Yeah. I'm sick and, like, seriously, dude, I'm amped up right now so bad. Like, I'm so fucking done. Like, aren't you just like, how do you think Jesus feels? How do you think God feels? Oh, yeah. So you could never feel the the depth of pain that he feels with with the... with the hypocrisy, the lack of love, the lack of discipline, the lack of caring that's out there. 
you, you just it, to to get a just a portion of the the heartbreak that he feels it's you would never want to sin again well and to that point i i totally agree amen sila salute cheers hoorah but i do know what i feel when i hear non-christians talking about christians and about jesus like yeah and it's not because i know their truth it's because i know the truth to them that that's what they view christ as because of who they have seen represent christ did that make sense sure absolutely their circle is fucked up yes and that circle is fucking huge yeah so huge that i don't tell I and mean, we've talked about this before i don't tell people i'm a christian yeah. i don't want to be lumped into that because i i try yeah. my damnedest not to do that not to sure. hate people and judge people. Oh, you're gay? Well, you're going to burn in hell. Fuck you, yeah. asshole. You're going to burn in hell because you're a fucking judgment asshole bitch. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Why would you ever say that to a human being? Turn and burn. I agree with you. Sure. No, nah, bitch. It ain't I fucking turn and you. burn. You ain't got shit 100%. figured out either. Okay? Yeah. All right, I need to shut up. I just went on a rant. <clears throat> but damn it, dude. I'd like it. So, uh, seriously, like, we need to change, man. That's why I'm saying all this. And that's why I'm fucking yeah. cursing and getting angry. Like, it needs to stop. <laughs> that's why I'm fucking cursing. <laughs> I'm so angry. Like, it's so stupid. Because it's just uh, ignorance. It's just, it's literal ignorance. And then you try and talk to someone who's interacted with that ignorant person who's been judgmental and who's thrown the stones and who's been God and judged this person. And you talk to that person, right? And you hear their interpretation of what Christ is and it's fucked. Yeah. And then from there, you have to start amending that, right? And being like, no, 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 that's not... That's not biblical. That's not what the Bible teaches. Like, that's not. Yeah, you're correcting more than you're doing anything. You're not even sharing who God is. You're just trying to argue the fact that that person didn't share who God is correctly. And it's like, fuck, man. Why are you even opening your mouth? Sure. But it's got to change, man. That's that's my whole point through all this. And if you're listening to this yeah, but- and you feel like convicted or you feel angry at me, like take a hard look at yourself and the people you surround yourself with and the church you go to, if you go to church, like analyze everything because the USA right now is going to fucking hell, man. That's the truth. And the, the people wicker hand who say that they're not going to hell, <laughs> they're the worst. I'm done. They'll burn the fastest. So, so I, then, uh, you know, I appreciate your rant, and I would ask you the same question that you asked me, or that you posed in the beginning, which is, what do you think is the remedy? What do you think is the answer? You know, how, how, how does one change from this state of just being so backwards and confused and ignorant of their own um, the people that are ignorant of their own 
uh, I don't know, hypocrisy, well, if you will. You know, it's so simple, but it's also the hard way, which is why, again, the majority of people the narrow don't, way. don't do it. Sure. It's picking up your Bible, and it's studying it. And it's grabbing a concordance, and it's grabbing other history books about times and eras, and also communicating, having a relationship with Christ. God, I'm going to read the first five books of Matthew, okay? And I'm going to study it. I'm going to go word for word. Obviously, not the these and thus, but like, I want to know when it says this, what does it mean? Is, Is it literal? Or is it an analogy? Is it a, like, what does it mean? Dude, it's going to transform. It's going to transform immediately how you interpret and read the Bible. And you're going to find, like, for me, I don't know about individual people, but I do know for me, when I started looking up Greek and Hebrew and the origins of, like, these words, it opened up what the scripture was actually saying. And then you put on top of that the culture at the time. So now you have kind of like a map and a resource for like, okay, well, back then people met at wells because drinking fountains and going to the gas station to buy a bottled water wasn't a thing. So obviously if God says I should go to the well, he's not literally saying I should go to a fucking well somewhere. I got to use my brain now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I I think that's that like, it's so simple, but it's so hard because who wants to come home, spend two and three hours studying the Bible, especially over two to five verses, you know what I mean? But that's that I believe, at least it was for me and is for me. That's where the change happens. Yeah. Well, that's the difference between, you know, people that are really, you know, hungry for it and people that are just you know, kind of casually or leisurely. You know, we can't judge people's level of intimacy. And I've talked about this before. Everybody loves differently, you know. And, And everybody's level of dedication is different in a given relationship. And when one person values a relationship over another... It doesn't negate the relationship. It just becomes a question of value. And so, what are you valuing? What are you really trying to get out of it? So, my point is, is that there's some people that just use Jesus as a get-out-of-hell-free card. Yeah. And then there are those that, you know, claim to fall in love with Jesus and to love his teachings to love his love is you know his life his death you know what he stood for you have those that have more of an intellectual fascination an intellectual infatuation with jesus and that's their relationship to him they care about the history of you know the land and the Jewish people, and they they care more about that than they do about prayer, if you will, or you know, getting to know him as a person. 
so there's different levels of relationship and there's different levels of, of things that you know we consider to be valuable everybody has their own definition of or not necessarily their own definition of <gasps> excuse me of value but they have their own thing that they value about jesus or about the bible or about christianity um but i mean to bring it back home to what you were saying i i think that i i agree with you in the you know in in, in the whole i agree with you that a whole being w-h-o-l-e not h-o-l-e <laughs> i agree with you in the whole that there uh, there needs to be a little bit more of an understanding concerning uh christ and christians believers those who claim the faith however you want to label it if we can have a little bit more tolerance of one another there would be a whole lot less judgment concerning what we do if we can be a little bit more understanding of the fact that nobody is at the same level we're not all at the same level of maturity in god we can we can be a little bit more gracious with each other and give each other a little bit more time to mature. You know, and I agree with you that the fact is you we get into a lot of trouble and we make ourselves look bad when we judge and fight and bicker and we choose not to love, we choose not to care, we choose not to to be patient with one another. You know, all of that stuff makes Christianity look bad, makes Christians look bad. And and people just basically say, fuck your Jesus, because I don't want to live like that. Because like I said before, like we've talked about before on this podcast, uh, goodness is an equality of Christianity. Goodness is a quality of God. And if we're all made in the image and the likeness of God, then goodness comes naturally. And we choose whether to cultivate that goodness within us or to squelch it. Is that a word? Squelch? Squelch. Squelch. You know I what I'm saying. Squelch, yeah. We, we choose to either feed it or starve it. It's like that story when we first, I, probably the first episode, I told that story of the, the, the Indian chief talking to his grandson and said, grandson, um, Inside of every man, there's two animals. There's a wolf and there's a... Oh, shit. How did it go? There's two wolves inside of every every man. Yeah, you got one wolf that is, um, that is love. It's, it's peace. It's joy. It's patience and long-suffering and blah, 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 blah. All the good stuff, right? And then you got another wolf that is like hatred and anger and... Uh, spite and unforgiveness, bitterness, things of that nature. And they're constantly at war with one another. And the, the grandson says to the Indian chief very wisely which one wins in the fight. And the, and the wise chief says, it's the one that you feed. That's the one that wins. The one that you feed. And so I, I believe that it is the same as in Christianity. We feed the thing that's positive, and then the positive, the positivity, it stretches out into every area of our life, of our relationships with people and our relationships with God. You know, 
but if we're constantly uh, bickering and fighting and and arguing about stupid shit, you know, you're in my bedroom and you you don't like that I'm sleeping with a man or you don't like that I'm sleeping with a woman or whatever the case may be or you don't think that I should drink or you don't think that I should swear or you don't think that I should do this or you don't think that I should do that. None of those things have anything to do with your salvation. None of those things have anything to do with whether or not you're in a relationship with God. You need to worry about yours. You know, I, I would never talk to you, Sean, and tell you what to do with your wife, Brooke. It's not my business. You know, I can't tell you how to love her. You know how to love her. You guys are married. And so I, I'll never tell a man how he should love God. But I do know that there are only two great commandments that are above all, and that's to love God and to love people. Amen. <clears throat> so Yeah, man. I um completely agree with you. And I think we're both in agreement with each other. But as always, I think we all I'm deny. the more harsh, vulgar version of it and you're the more <laughs> eloquent spoken person but dude like seriously i i had a conversation just today at the coffee shop and just hearing other people talk about how they per, like their actual perception of the faith that i say i have and it's like that's not that's not the fruit of my faith so like yeah the fruit that you're ex- like describing I'm sorry that they said that they're Christian but they're not like that's a Christian would not that would not be the fruit from a Christ tree does that make sense sure yeah absolutely and the more conversations yeah. I have like that I'm just like my god like something needs to change yeah and that's, there are a lot of people that are not being the best example of Jesus. And they're the majority, and that's why I'm so yeah. pissed. And that's why I just went on that long rant, and like, I'm not sorry. I like that. Sorry, More I'm people sorry. need to have this conversation. More people need to hear what I just said. You need to Baby, feel... I'm sorry. Here we go. I'm not sorry. Just like Quentin Tarantino does, you need to feel the uncomfortableness. Because it's part of our reality. It's part of our story. Yeah, no question about it. And maybe it will affect you to a point where you actually analyze what's going on and you change. That's my prayer. That's my hope. My hope is that one day I don't have to be like, yeah, I believe in Christ. And I already know when I tell someone that, oh, well, you're a fucking piece of shit and I don't want anything to do with you. That's so sad. The day is coming how the reality is right now and christianity in our america is a huge thing i mean it's widespread you know but anyway i enjoyed my rant i'm glad that you allowed me to do it i feel like i've been the only one burping tonight thank you very much for joining me i don't know what you're talking about Yeah, four good ones. I had like 12.
Well, if someone's playing the shot game, then they are sh- wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, we win. Yo, I got to shout out someone real quick because she be liking every single one of our posts on the WordPress, which you can find us at https semicolon forward slash forward slash un. <laughs> Wow, I'm being thorough, bro. See, you had to go. You had to go to HTTPS. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Just you know, laying the foundation. You know what I'm saying. Now, but you can find us on WordPress at unchurchpodcast.wordpress.com. And someone who does this every single time, her name is Beauty Beyond Bones. And I, oh, yeah. I just want to take a few seconds and say, go check out what she's doing. Go check out her blog. Uh, look her up on Instagram. I know she's there. Pretty sure she is on uh, YouTube as well. I'm sure she's on Facebook, but she's definitely on WordPress. So check out her website. And uh, she's doing some cool things, man. And uh, a lot of it's faith-based and... Her story is kind of cool. I'm not going to go into it. You can do that on your own, but thank you so much for following us and liking all of our shit every single time. Like, seriously, that is so cool to me. You know what I mean? She's awesome, dude. I keep getting them too, dude. It's all, I mean, obviously, we share all of the yeah. accounts, and so every single time, you know, we uh, we post something. What I kind of think is cool uh, is... Um, we get it. We both get the notification as well. Again, I'm not going to go into her story, but she does a lot of stuff about food. <clears throat> and Because uh, yep. that's part of her story. And Dude, I, I turned Brooke on to her, and I was like, yeah, you should check this chick out. She does a lot of like cool food stuff. And now like Brooke's following mm-hmm. her. And I don't know, man. I think it's kind of cool how like organically we can grow followership or whatever it's called um yeah we follow each other <laughs> i think it's cool you know yeah it is cool no, so check about out no she's Beauty awesome beyond bones <clears throat> faux show yep and much love yep she's awesome she's got an awesome website maybe and, one uh, day awesome i think it'd be blog. cool to have her on <clears throat> it would be cool i don't know if she'd be down or yeah, not maybe. but if you listen which I think you do. Are you down? Are hit you us down? up. Maybe we'll hit you up, girl. What's she doing? Honestly, after my last rant, she's probably like, eh, I'm not going to associate myself with them anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I get it. It's all good. All right, but we are um, hour 25 in, almost hour 30, whatever. So, um, I think we should put a bow on it. Let's put a big old bow on it. Yeah. Because especially since, like, your screen is still frozen on, like, your face from, like, five minutes ago. Actually, you know what? What I need to do is just take a picture of this face. Do you see me right now? Boom. (laughs) Too late. Too late. I caught your face. Am I moving right now? Do you see... Before you moved. What am I yep. doing? No, I caught your face before you moved. I, I'm, I'm with you oh, now. so you see my hands? I'm just saying. 
I can see you moving. Well, you could have said that. Jeez. Yeah, your your computer is caught up, or your internet is caught up. I'm just saying that you now have a. You know, I'm caught up. Well, thank you. Please stop playing this. Alright, and that is the end of the podcast. Peace. Hey, you know what? Listen. Before you push stop. I almost pushed it already. It's only because we are so good friends that I didn't. That's the kind of Snapchats that I get from Brooklyn. Okay. (laughs) And we will catch you next week. (laughs) Peace. All right, it's been fun. Peace. Hey, everybody. It's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at Unchurched Pod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there. God damn it. Love fucking people.